hustlers, road players, tournament champions. Hear the stories, get their advice, learn about their lives. Our host, Joey Ryan, brings you an inside look at the professional pool player. You're listening to the Pool Player Podcast, brought to you by Pool Scene 365. Hey guys, Joey Ryan, Pool Player Podcast. Thanks so much for the support. Uh, today, what a day we have in store for you. Tonight is the inaugural episode of the Booth Brothers, a live show that I'm going to be doing with my buddy Mark White in the UK. And it kicks off tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific, and some ungodly hour in the UK. But make sure to subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell and you'll be notified when we go live with that show and it's going to be a lot of fun. Second, the Q-Tech Propel Jump Cue that I was going to give away, I thought I would be able to download a list of subscribers and just pick one lucky subscriber. Not able to do that. So this video right here, Roberto Gomez and Kelly Isaac, if you like the video, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and comment in this video. I'm going to use a random comment picker from this video in a few days later this week sometime. And we're going to pick one random comment from here that's going to be the winner of this Q-Tech Propel Jump Cue. It's beautiful. It's the red version. I'll pull it out for you so you guys can check it out. been test hit probably about four times by myself I think I made all four of those jump shots so I know it works great and so make sure you comment make sure first you're subscribed to the channel second you like the video and third that you comment in the comments I want to see tons of comments it'd be great if you actually commented about Roberto and Kelly's episode uh, but you can just comment propel or whatever you want in there and you're entered into a chance to win this propel jump cue finally today's episode is a great one we have Kelly Isaac and Roberto Gomez. Uh, they're a couple. Playpool, obviously, uh, Roberto Gomez, one of the top players in the world. And Kelly has recently started uh, working and, and not been playing as much pool, but she's an accomplished pool player herself. In fact, she won the BCA 8-ball and 9-ball tournament in the same year. And Roberto, we know all about him and some of his accomplishments. He's constantly in action. Uh, he was a runner-up in, I think it was a 2007 Nine Ball World Championship. He's won the Bigfoot Challenge and a number of other events over in the Philippines. Uh, they reside in Houston, Texas now. And this was a really fun episode of this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. On to Roberto and Kelly. Hey, Kelly, Roberto, thanks so much for joining the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Hi we're, we're good. good. We're good. How are you? You know, I'm great, but I'm a little bit nervous. I haven't done one of these couples podcasts before, uh, but I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. Well, we will break you in. Cool. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right in and get started so I can get to know more about you. Tell me how you got started playing pool and, you know, either one of you can answer. All right. Um, uh, I started playing pool when I was nine and uh, Efren Reyes is my hero. So never stop until until now then uh, in my hometown somewhere south in philippines uh, so it started all started there then from my 
from my young age to middle age, nonstop. Then I, then I went to Manila for the, where the cool players, where the real cool, cool players are and started there. And it, I'm here now, I'm here. <laughs> Magically, you just appeared here. Um, how about you, Kelly? Well, so I, I got into pool because my dad played pool. So we watched it together on TV, ESPN when I was a little girl and we'd sit on the couch and watch the ESPN tournaments and I loved the game and I learned just from watching. And then when I got a little older, my dad said, okay, you know, I was about 16 years old when he took me in a pool hall. Um, and I immediately fell in love and just started playing every day and practicing, you know, so that's it. I blame it on my dad. Yeah, me too. Actually, that's how I got started playing. And you know, it's funny because my dad would let me win anything I ever did, right? If we played Monopoly, he'd let me win anything except for pool. And playing eight ball in the basement, I don't think I ever won a game between the age of five and 12. Like he didn't scratch on the eight ball. He didn't like accidentally make the eight early. He bared down and played his best pool against me and wouldn't let me win till I was 12. And I honestly think that's why I ended up being pretty good at pool compared to some of the other things I've done in my life. So um, maybe I'll do that with my kids. I don't know. <laughs> so take us back to how the two of you met. I'm really curious about that. Well, it depends on who you, oh. who you ask. I don't know. I forget, <laughs> you know, men always forget. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know. Okay. How we originally met, we, we just were friends for, I mean, I don't even know if we were friends. I just knew him at tournaments. Um, I think the first time I saw him play was at Vivian Villarreal's tournament, Texas, uh, tornado open in San Antonio. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously we just met at the tournaments. I mean, I'd see him at the tournaments every, every time I went and you know, he's, he's, chasing me oh <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'm gonna throw that in because you didn't this time so yeah he's he's chasing me all over and um <laughs> all right that's the other way Next question. <laughs> well I'll tell you this from from a man who chased his wife and got her sometimes you got to do that to get a good woman so I'm with you Roberto it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so when was the moment that you realized that you could be pretty good at pool? You know, you started out, you, Roberto, you talk about looking up to Efren, but at what point did you realize, Hey, wait a minute, I could do a little something in pool. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that was when I, uh, yeah, when I was young, when I was, um, uh, I'm playing pool. I love to play pool. That's the only thing I want to do, playing pool while studying. Then suddenly when I, uh, there's a one big tournament in Philippines, it's like a LGU, we call it LG Olympics, the local government unit, uh, something tournament for the pool, uh, pool units in Philippines. Then I, um, I represent my hometown, my city. Then after that, I end up, uh, I don't know if I win or whatever, then one of the promoter on that tournament, which is from Manila, 
wants wants me wants to train me in Manila because Manila is the the biggest and uh, everybody is there. So he wants because he saw I have a potential in uh, in pool. That I I, I said um, I'm gonna finish my study first. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Then after I finish my study and I, I go there, then train and everything. Then one one big sponsor saw my game and it started. And he do a contract to me, and we do. Uh, I train so hard and everything, and that's the, that's the start when I become a, a professional playing international. And that's 2007 um, final. Uh, that is my first big, big tournament I played, and I almost got it. I almost I was in the final. That's the first big tournament I played. Is that the was that the world championships you're talking world about? World championship, yeah. Yeah, where I think uh, you lost to Daryl Peach in the final. Daryl Peach in the final. Yeah, you know that just came up today, and you know Kelly, I want to give you a chance to answer that too. But that tournament, I was watching another podcast today, and it came up that there are some people who think that that particular tournament, kind of maybe you never really got over that defeat. Uh, what do you have to say to that? it's really it's really hard it's really hard uh, that i have the chance to to get it but as as a new player on that time of course uh pressure is there everything is there i'm still not um cannot control everything there because i'm new but but i learn a lot from there yeah, I learned a lot, and I start winning a tournament. I can control pressure, and that's how it ends. Yeah, Kelly, did you have a moment when, you know, as you were getting better, you kind of realized, hey, wait a minute, I could be pretty good at pool, or I've kind of arrived on the scene. Was there a moment like that? I know you you snapped off the BCA eight ball and nine ball in the same year, I think I heard. Um, yeah. Yeah, was that the moment, or was it before that? No, um, that was after a really long break. I played a lot more when I was younger and I was a lot more focused when I was younger. It was, I had a lot more passion involved. Um, and when I started playing in the regional tournaments, that's when I realized I was pretty good at it uh, on the women's side. So obviously I love competition. We all do, right? <laughs> So I got addicted to that competition, I think. And um, I've, I've really loved playing tournaments through the years, but I took a 10 year break in there and that's when I came back and I won the, the, the events that you're talking about out in Vegas. Um, that's really impressive, taking 10 years off and coming back and winning those events. Well, 2013, I did terrible. And then the following year was the year. So I, I did come back the year before, but yeah. Yeah. But you know, sometimes when you are on a break and you come back, it's like you forgot some of your bad habits and you're refocused. You know, I've noticed that with my play. I'm curious what you guys like to do for fun outside a pool. One of the goals of this podcast is to give people a look inside at, at kind of who these players are, you know, that we see on TV and streams. 
And, you know, if we just see them playing pool, we don't really know kind of what they're about. So what do you guys like to do for fun? Is this, uh, get, is this where we get to long walks on the beach? Cook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good cook, actually. And um, and we we both we like to go to the gym and we try to eat healthy most of the time. Karaoke. Oh yeah, we were just singing karaoke. Um, I was singing while he was cooking, and then we were taking turns. So we have a karaoke system in here, thanks to uh, Roy. <laughs> from Roy's basement gave me the um the links to the setup of the karaoke system we needed and we've been doing that um I like to read I like things like that and traveling of course I like to do and you cook (laughs) (laughs) we like movies and movies movies. and and, and cooking cooking (laughs) movie yeah what I do if you like to cook you must like to eat too you know they kind of go hand in hand so i'm sure you like to eat right yeah if i I, if i cook i want somebody someone to to try my food i don't want to eat uh, alone oh i cook good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i have a question about you know, coming back and forth between the United States and the Philippines. I saw that not too long ago you were in the Philippines and, you know, my wife is actually from Brazil and that whole process of her coming to the United States and going back and forth and some struggles we had with, you know, all of that, um, you know, tell us about what that's like and, you know, how, like, do you, do you like being in America more? Like, what do you prefer? Oh, the same, like, like, uh i like america and i like philippines too i have uh my kids so i have a son and a a daughter there so if i'm gonna miss them i go philippines then i come back here that's what i do everything's the same what i'm doing here i'm doing it there there's some big cultural differences but he, he he loves the his He's um, very prideful of his country and his fellow Philippine citizens, I guess you would say. Yeah, and he, when he, he talks about how everybody, how, how great everybody is over there and how fun they yeah. are. And, and um, it's, so it's, it's a lot, the culture is a lot different. So I think he likes the busyness of over there, the lots of people and um, their, their personalities are very happy going, fun, friendly, you know, yeah, like him. Yeah. You know, I wanted to say something about this and I don't know if you guys have caught any of my episodes, but I've said this probably on three episodes. Uh, first of all, the first time I ever saw you in person was this year at the Texas open. And I had two experiences with you and they were both really good. The first was I was hanging out with my friend, Nick DeLeon, because he lives in Arizona with me and we were out there at the Texas Open and he was rooming with you, I believe. You guys were staying at the same place. And he wanted to go out and grab some lunch, asked me to come with him and he, we borrowed your car. <laughs> and Nick was like, yeah. Roberto, can I borrow your car? And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. And you just threw the keys over to us and you said, don't crash it. And you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. And I hope I didn't get you in trouble. <laughs> but <laughs> the second thing was I was, it was, I had just been knocked out of the tournament 
and I'm walking back to my car kind of with my head down in my phone, you know, just one of these jobs. <laughs> and I look up and you're walking by me and you're like, hey man, how's it going? And you're smiling. And I was like, that was Roberto Gomez. Like how cool, I was like a huge fanboy. Like this guy doesn't know me from anywhere. And he's just so friendly and so nice. And, you know, I know that that's just who you are, but I don't know. Do you realize the impact that you have on people? You know, because a lot of the, the top pros aren't really like that, you know? So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't know. Um, everybody, uh, a, a lot of people like me because of my attitude and like, like friendly or something, but I'm already like that since then. So I cannot change it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. It's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful trait. So thank you. So back to the Philippines real quick. I've had a number of guests on the show that have basically used a trip to the Philippines to improve their game. Tyler Steyer, Oscar Dominguez spent a lot of time out there. They told stories about being out there. In fact, Tyler said that he took a cab to the pool room and the cab, he got out of the car and went in and beat him <laughs> playing pool. You know? Yeah. That's how that's, uh, there's, uh, not even that. There's a lot, even European players, even Shane, but Bonnie learned a lot there before he became Shane. So everybody is like going there and practice there because they can get more experience. A lot of players, they can play every night, uh, every night, no matter what, they can get action. They, they, they don't need to look for the action. Action will, we will find them. And, we, and we the environment too. I mean, yeah. the experience they get in the environment because over here, when you play a match, people are off, Oh, they're away from the table they're quiet and when the philippines it's not like that so it really can break you in because it describe what the room is like yeah yeah it's it's so crowded in the small room and Chickens. people are yelling <laughs> while you're uh, uh shooting you're act of shooting and people are yelling people are talking people are moving in front of you like one meter but they're, this, they're like a foot away from the table yes. in between the games. What's the thing with the powder and touching the table? What is that? Uh, it's uh, like a mark. If you touch the ball, they can put it back like like a mark or something. Uh, yeah, you gotta. I, I watch that and I just want to like grab that guy and say, get away from the table, man. They're playing pool here. <laughs> no, there's, uh, we always, if we have a match, a decent match, um, there's like two, three referees there, like, like doing, racking the ball, somebody's putting the score, somebody's marking, somebody's, uh, um, uh, what do you call, calling the shot or something like that. Yeah. So the other thing that I try to do with the podcast is I try to get into your brains, both of you, and suck out information that could help up and coming players. We have a, we have a lady out here in Arizona that just posted yesterday that she's cracked the top 30 in terms of like Fargo rate throughout the country. And, you know, and so I know that you guys have both been through some battles on the pool table. Can you find like each of you, maybe one piece of advice that could be helpful to the up and coming players out there? Go. <laughs> Go. He doesn't want to give away his secrets, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll just, um, 
Well, I just, I just say keep playing, you know, play as, play as much as you can, um, watch videos, learn from the players who are better than you. And I fully believe in putting yourself in tournaments and situations where you're the underdog and constantly putting yourself under that pressure and competing against players who are at a better at a higher level than you. Um, you don't want to have the best of the game every time you're playing when you're learning. Obviously, that will come. Now, he, of course, would love to have the best of the game every time he plays, but he doesn't, he's already been there. But for an up-and-coming player, they need to challenge themselves on a continuing basis. And that's my biggest advice. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, it's kind of counter to a lot of what we see with so, the proliferation of handicap tournaments and cap tournaments, it's everybody wants to play on an even playing field. And I agree with you, Kelly. I think, you know, there's, there's a place for handicap tournaments. There's a place for cap events, but there's also the, the people who really do want to get better. And the best way to do that is to play uh, Roberto Gomez for a hundred dollar set. You know, yes, play him for a hundred. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. But how about how about you, Roberto? What do you what are your thoughts? Yeah, that that's right. Uh, to uh, players uh, wants to be uh, a, a great one. Play me one hundred dollars a set. Bogies, bogies here in Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's like. Um, yeah, just just uh, don't stop practicing and 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 play the uh, play the players that you think better than you all the time. And, and if you think uh, uh, if you think you can beat them already, then find another one who's better than you until uh, until you get the best. It's like it's like nonstop because it's not about practicing. Practicing is is there to maintain what you have, but Getting the experience is not in practice. Getting the experience or uh, uh, moving your level, um, moving your level high, you have to, to play under pressure. You have to play great players. You have to learn more from other players under pressure. That's, 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 that's how you, uh, that's how the way you, you learn and go on the top. Yeah, I like that you guys had similar answers there. That's probably why you're so compatible. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so of all the events that you've won, uh, Roberto, what would you say has been your biggest title? Biggest title? It's a lot of uh, biggest title. I, uh, the biggest title meant the most to you, probably. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. The new one. How did you feel when you won Derby Bigfoot? Oh yeah, uh, Bigfoot. yeah. It's a it's a good uh, it's a good title, but I I win those two in uh, in Asia, which is a bigger one, a harder one. But the new one is like, oh, it's new. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, two times the Philippine Open. That's a very hard. Uh, to win because all top Filipino players are there, and and this one, and like like Taiwan, like China, like I win on those on those tournaments. It's not just easy, 
it's uh, really tough because, uh, you know, Taiwanese, uh, Chinese, they're the top players in, in Asia, uh, top countries in Asia. And, and, and to win that tournament is like, that's, that's the biggest, uh, biggest achievement I feel. Uh, I, I know. Yeah, thank you for that. Kelly, what was your best win? Um, well, it would have to be the, the double national. Everything was just great that week. <laughs> um, Take us through it. What's that? Take us Take through it. Through. Yeah. Well, I had gone out there the year before. I told you 2013, I played really bad. But I had, for whatever reason, I was putting pressure on myself. So the following year when it came out 2014, I said, I'm just going to have fun. No matter what happens, I just want to enjoy the game and I want to have fun. And I don't, it, it, as long as I play, as long as I'm focused and I'm concentrating and I have fun, that's, I don't care what place I come in. And I just kept winning and winning. And, um, and it was exciting because I ran into these camera guys that were filming some kind of documentary who decided to start following me around to all my matches. So they were recording all my matches along the way. And it was exciting. And, yeah, just I just it felt really good. It felt really good to win. That's awesome. And that's actually some good advice, too. You know, I think back uh, to a time when I was playing a lot and I was playing probably four nights a week in different tournaments. And I noticed the fact that when I went to a tournament and I was really putting pressure on myself to win, I didn't always get good results. In fact, a lot of times I got bad results. But when I went to a tournament and just said, you know what, I'm going to have a, a even keel, I'm going to be positive, I'm just going to have fun, you know, and not put a lot of expectation on myself. Those were the tournaments I won, you know, against some good players. So I was like, maybe I'm onto something here, but it's hard to control your emotions like that in the heat of battle, you know? Yeah, he tries to teach me a lot about that. Yeah. Controlling the emotions in the game, things like that. Yeah. yeah. What, so Roberto, what was your most crushing defeat? Oh, the, the, the 2000, uh, 2007, when I lose to Pitch, that's the boss. Yeah. When, uh, I was, I remember I was up 15 to 12, raised to 17, get the title. Then suddenly, first time, yeah. From the beginning, when I start, uh, from the beginning of the tournament, I don't care. I just play all the way until... And the final that I realized, oops, I'm on the final. Uh, everything changed, uh, the pressure come and everything. But I'm still okay from the beginning until I feel like instead of playing, play, just just play. I feel like, oh, this is it. I cannot, I cannot give this away. Uh, that 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 puts me the pressure, which is uh, I learned a lot because uh, how how to deal with pressure. As I told you, that, that that was my first big tournament. I'm still rookie that time. I played so good. I uh, I just cannot. I just didn't uh, cannot control all the way through. But, yeah. How about you, Kelly? You ha have you had any crushing defeats? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> More than I can count. Any anyone stand out? Um. <laughs> yeah i need to come back to that question i i nothing you know it, my mind hasn't been uh 
too focused on pool lately. So I can't, I cannot recall a specific moment where I felt completely crushed. Um, but mainly because I think the levels that him and I play at are a little different. Yeah. Um, I'm not playing for a living, you know, so I don't, I don't think there was ever that moment where I felt like, yeah, defeated or like you want maybe to in 2013 when I went out there, put so much pressure on myself, but it wasn't a specific person. It was just, I felt really disappointed in myself because I, I put too much pressure for no reason. I was like, why am I doing this? So yeah. yeah, I've had a few of those moments where I wanted to throw my pool cues in a river. Uh, one time I was beating John Schmidt eight to nothing in a race to nine, and I lost nine to eight. <laughs> that don't make you want to throw your pool cues in a river. <laughs> oh, I just remembered. Oh, okay, I, I knew it. Remembered the story. I don't know how I didn't think about this, but in in at the at the um, tornado open when I played Jeanette Lee, it was the first time I'd ever played her. I was so excited to play her, and it was on a the t one of the TV matches in the center arena, and um, yeah, I got so nervous. <laughs> hill, hill, and um, yeah, I missed the nine ball. So, and and it was my it was it was just the pressure I was putting on myself. It, I just put so much pressure on myself, and that was pretty crushing because it was Jeanette Lee. I mean, she's a legend, and just to be able to play her was a was an honor. Um, yeah. And the news yeah, that just came out about her is just heartbreaking. I know. And, you know, I tell people because for my day job, I'm on an airplane all the time and people find out I play pool and the, they don't talk about Earl Strickland. They don't talk about, you know, Roberto Gomez. They talk about Jeanette Lee. No mm -hmm. offense, Roberto. <laughs> but they're like, do, do you know the black widow and what she's meant to the game is just unreal. And oh, she's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I met her at the Maryland Straight Pool Championships, I don't know, 12 years ago. And I remember the guy who hosted the tournament would have a party the night before at his house. And so I walk in and there's, you know, Bobby Hunter and uh, Jeanette Lee and, you know, a whole bunch of professionals. And I remember thinking like being scared to talk to Jeanette Lee because she's Jeanette Lee, you know, and she made me in the first 20 minutes I was there feel like we've been friends for 10 years, you know kind of reminds me of Roberto a little bit, you know, and not only that people were walking into the house and like saying their hellos and Jeanette's like, Oh, let me introduce you to Joey, you know, and I'm like, you just met me five minutes ago, but that's so cool. You know? So, I mean, she's definitely in my prayers and, you know, it's just tragic news. Oh, ours too. Ours too. We think about her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember either one of you, the best shot that you've ever hit or your favorite shot you've ever hit, maybe in a clutch moment or something like that. Can you think back to a shot? I know it's hard, but there's a few in my mind from, from, you know, me playing and I'm not the player you are, but just something that sticks out. Like, man, I was down in this match and I hit this amazing shot. Anything like that? Uh, wait, which one? Because there's a lot of them. The best. Yeah, the best. They're all the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough question. It is. A question because I do I do a lot. A lot of shots. I don't know which. So is that a no? Yeah, yeah there's nothing that comes He's to mind. No? I, I forgot all, all I don't know. 
I give you some, but you know what? I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna pull video and I'm gonna find a great shot and I'm gonna send it to you and say that's okay. my favorite shot you ever hit. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> the winning shot, every yeah. winning shot. Yeah. When he's uh, on the hill and he sinks the ten ball, that is the the best. Yeah, that's the best shot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who who would you say is your biggest rival? Rival. My biggest rival. I don't look it like that. Uh, I was like, I'm playing my, um, for me, there, I don't have opponent. My opponent is me. I don't care whoever you are on my table. I just, uh, I, I play myself. So there's not, there's nothing. Oh, of course, there's, a, uh, we can say like Taiwanese is top players. They are the, 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 we can say one of the big rivals of a, of a Filipino player. It's, they, they, they are the, the hardest. Then, but to play on the table, like, like to play on the table, I don't feel like all I, all I do is like, it's, it's, it's myself. My, my, my opponent is always myself. So I'm going to play there, my best. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a person though, maybe that you've struggled against? And like I, when I interviewed Ralph Suquet, he actually said Francisco Bustamante because Bustamante lived in Germany for a while. And uh -huh. Ralph was like, it seemed like every weekend the guy was beating me for the longest time, but then eventually I was able to beat him a few times. Is there somebody like that who was kind of a nemesis for you? Oh, okay. Uh, I think I think I never beat uh, Copigny. Copigny is my um, is a big threat to me, like uh, like I never beat that guy. Uh, I, I never beat him. He's the older but one, right? He's my yeah, the older one. Yeah. The, the older one. He's he's my friend, but but how many times we go heel heel match? How many times we maybe we played maybe like five to ten times, and I never beat him once. Maybe that's his is my biggest uh, threat. I can say. Kelly, you got any rivals? Oh yeah. <laughs> Who you got? So. Every time I put, she's a good friend of mine, but every time I play her, I lose my game. And that's Liz, Liz Lovely. Do you know Liz Lovely? I know the name. Okay. Yeah. So she's from Ohio where I'm from originally. And we've played around in a lot of the same tournaments. Every time I get to a finals and it's her, I find a way to lose. <laughs> so Liz, if you're watching this one day, one day I'm coming for you. But yeah, Liz. If she's uh, watching. I'm going to tag her. I tag her. I will, I'll send this to her. <laughs> Clip this part out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so this part is actually something I do. It's a segment I do in each podcast It's called speed pool. And what I do is I give you five people, five people's names, and you have to say the first word that pops into your mind. Okay. Wow. Now this is doubly hard because each one of you is going to have to give a word and you can't use the same word. So it's even harder. Let me, let me just explain this real quick to Roberto. So he's sure. going to, do you, did you hear what he said? No. Okay. So he's going to say a name of a player. And then the first word that comes to your mind, you're going to throw it out. So like, let's say he throws out uh, James Aranis and you, you say diamonds, uh, you know, whatever oh, the, the first okay. word that comes to your mind. All right. All right. Not their nickname. Be fast. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you, Kelly, I'm going to give you different ones than Roberto. 
Okay. Because I kind of hand select these. So let's go with Roberto first. Okay. 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 You're ready, Roberto? Yes. Yes. Francisco Bustamante. Oh, the great. Great. I like that. <laughs> Efren Reyes. Oh, hero. Hero. <laughs> Sky Woodward. My best friend. Okay. I, I'll cut you some slack there. That's not one word. It's okay. You're doing great. Dennis Ercolo. Oh, the Joker. Joker. Okay. He's funny. Chip Compton. Uh, rival. My rival. There you go. That's your rival. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So, uh, Let's go back to Joker for Dennis because I never would have thought Dennis as a Joker. I don't know. I'm I've seen him in a few tournaments and I'm kind of scared to approach him. Uh, tell us about his personality. Oh my! Uh, it's funny. Yeah, uh, easy. Dennis is serious in the game. He's like a robot. But if if we are together, there's hmm, there's. No time to be serious. We always laugh. We always he's making we're, we're making fun to each other. That's the the whole day. The whole day. That's what we will do if they were doing nothing. Even we're playing, even even we're in the in the match in the real match. Let's say we 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 played in. A, I remember we played in everywhere we played. We played in a derby city. The nine ball. Instead of being serious, we cannot do. Uh, we cannot uh, play seriously because we're laughing the whole time. <laughs> we're like, I I cannot focus. He cannot focus. That's what we are. A lot of people don't know that about Dennis. They, I think they, that he's yeah. He he does come across like so serious, but he's he's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time when we're together, we cannot. Uh, there's no serious thing will happen. We making fun of each other. We love each other. That, that's what we do the, the whole time we're together. That's you have to, next time I see you and Dennis is there, you have to introduce me because he scares me a little bit. I got to tell you. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Okay, yeah. I saw him at the Texas Open and it was like, I guess it was 50, 60 degrees outside. It wasn't that cold. But do you remember what he was wearing? He was like, in, you know, bundled up, winter coat, hat. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Like Bernie? <laughs> yeah. And I, so I was, I almost got the courage to go up and just introduce myself and say, Hey, would you want to come on the podcast or whatever? And I saw him and I was like, He looks like he doesn't want to be bothered. So I'm not going to talk to him. Uh, no, if he knows you, if he's, uh, you're his friend, you will see who he's, he really is. He's funny. Yeah. He's so funny. It's like, he's, he's got like, a dry sense of humor. And every time Dennis is around, we're laughing. Yeah. Right? We're well, laughing. with those two, I mean, the two of them, yeah. yeah. Daddy's Alex. Would have been, been funny Dennis to do a podcast with Roberto and Dennis. Would have oh, been funny. That yeah. would have been a good one because they yeah. would have fed off each other. I yeah. totally do that. Yeah, we could do that maybe down yeah. the road. <laughs> I'm actually changing up. So I started just interviewing professional players, and then when when the Moscone Cup hit, I kind of changed it up. I did some more, you know, different things, and so now I'm at that point where. You know, especially if there's some big event, like, did you see this event coming up in the Philippines with all the, those top players? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm like, that would be a perfect time to have like you and Dennis on, and hey, let's go through this. Who do you guys like in these matches? You know, because you guys know the players better than I do. Speaking of which, who would you say is the top player in the Philippines right now, Roberto? I can say because uh, on what I see, on uh, on what I see, the levels there, I can say Carlo Biado is giving everybody a big spot. Really. So Carlo Biado is the, the, I can say the top, the top Filipino player this time. Top dog. Top dog, yeah. Really? What about Raga? Raga is one. Yeah, Raga, Raga, Raga is one. Uh, only Raga can play Carlo and beat Carlo all the time. But Carlo is giving everybody a bigger spot than Raga. Anton really? Raga. But uh, when, but when they play. Anton Raga and uh, Carlo Biado. Anton Raga. In in ten, let's say in in ten matches, Anton Raga will win like eight. Really? Yeah. That that kid is really. Wait a minute. Raga against. Who were you saying? Carlo. Carlo Biado. Carlo and Raga and Raga will win eight out of ten. Uh, eight out of ten. Wow. Eight out of ten, he will, uh, Raga will win against Carlo, which is the, the world champion. Uh, but if they play with other players, Carlo is giving other players bigger spot than Raga is. So that's like kind of I don't know. Everybody's scared to play Carlo Biado. They will choose Raga than playing Carlo Biado, but when Raga and Biado will play, Raga beat Biado most of the time. I think most of the time. When I was there, maybe they played five times, six times, and uh, Biado never win against uh, uh, Raga. Wow. You know, and it's funny like that with pool matchups sometimes, right? Where, you know, just because I can beat Kelly and Kelly can beat you, it doesn't mean you can beat me. It's like, yeah. We don't believe in that. uh, Yeah. That's interesting. So let me find out your take on this. Uh, First of all, congratulations on the Championship League pool from Matchroom being invited to that. I'm really excited to see you there because. When they announced it, I was thinking, well, it's mostly going to be Europeans because it's in Europe, right? Um, but when I saw your name pop up, I was really excited for you. And tell me, what are your thoughts about going over there and play? What are you most looking forward to? Oh, of course, that's a mushroom. That's a, one of the, I can say, the, the best, the best for me, the, the best uh, um uh, organ, uh, you can say organization and pool. That's the that's the to invite uh, for you to invite by the match room. It's like big, uh, big opportunity, big, uh, big honor to me that that I was invited by match room. It's match room. Wow, everybody. That's everybody's. Uh, you know, every every pool player is. Uh, I mean, I mean, big, big honor. To be invited by the match. Are you working on anything specific leading up to that event? Uh, you had a couple kind of tough. You, you've had a little bit of a rough run lately. You had the one pocket match against Chip, and 
you can't, yes, yes, you played yes. great the first day and then chip kind of put the squeeze on it a little bit yeah. and changed the game a little bit and then you had the match against skyler which was really a exhibition match um but skyler played really well on you there are there some things that you're kind of going back to the drawing board on or uh, yeah i need to I, I i don't know maybe my my some of my uh, i'm missing some of my my how do you call it mechanics i'm missing so i'm i'm trying to figure out uh, i'm going to fix everything maybe it's my eyes is like i'm watching um um tv the whole time no good rest maybe and my my stroke is off i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to arrange everything i'm going to and i'm now uh, and now i feel i'm in i'm in shape i'm in shape and you worked on your he's worked yeah. on his break a lot since he came back from the match yeah, with skylar yeah. he he, he, he really honed in on that and got that figured out so that's yeah i changed uh i figure out the break i figure out the position of my finger my hands my arms and everything and and I, it, it's working really good it's working really good. My the tip of my break you is already there. It's popping. It's easy. So everything is coming back, and every uh, the confidence is going high again. Yeah, and so Kelly, you know, when I play and my wife watches me, she always tells me like we walk out of the pool room after a match or something, and she's like, "I'm so nervous," you know, "I'm so nervous," and I'm like, "What about me?" I was up there competing, you know, I, I'm curious, what is it like, you know, with Roberto being such a top-notch player when he's out there competing, what, is, what does it feel like for you? It is a hundred times more um, nerve. Uh, I'm way more nervous watching him play than if I'm playing myself. I mean, it's not even close. And I mean, I'll, sometimes it will be a big moment, especially during, I remember during the Bigfoot challenge, I was shaking that final rack, I was, I was a wreck. <laughs> I was like, I hope he doesn't look at me. <laughs> I'm like, my face is white. I think Johnny Archer came over to talk to me. Like, are you okay? Like, he, you know, he could see that I was nervous. Um, yeah, I, I don't hide that really well <laughs> when I'm watching him. So yeah, I, 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 I can tell you it's a lot worse on the sidelines. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> Who would you say your favorite players are, both of you, to compete against? Like, if you had to pick one player to set up a match with next week, who would that be for each of you? You mean like as an exhibition or somebody you want to challenge? Just somebody you love competing against. Maybe a challenge. Yeah, Shane, of course. If I'm going to want to play like that just um okay love so, to play it's like of course shane 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 Bavon. yeah i want to dive a little deeper player right away that's how yeah i want to dive a little deeper into that roberto because you especially you mentioned roy's basement earlier you know there's tons of great players that you could play there's filipinos over here there's other good americans why shane why shane because he's uh, the best american player okay they said, yeah, so I want to play the best. All right. But in money wise, of course, no. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sure that I'm gonna win. <laughs> uh, uh, in favor to win, what I mean. Uh, but to play, yes, uh, the best player. How about you, Kelly? Who would you want to play? Well, I'm gonna have to go along that same lines. Like for me, my uh, my idol in, in in women's pool has always been Allison Fisher, and I mean, anytime I had the opportunity to play with her, I enjoyed it. So if I, I've only played her once in a tournament and she just utterly destroyed me. <laughs> so I really feel like that was a one, one time opportunity I had to play her in an event. And um, my, the fact that she was my idol and I was playing against her made it really hard for me mentally because I wanted so badly just to play well that I let that get in my way. So I would love to have the opportunity again to run into her in a tournament and just play my game. I, you know, just just play how I know how to play and she'll probably destroy me and that's okay, but at least I want to walk away feeling good about the match. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Roberto, I want to give you a chance to shout out your sponsors. Oh, uh, I'd like to thank for the support. Um, Bogies, Bogies uh, Billiard, uh, Rest of Our Billiard, and uh, Havoc Production for supporting me. Yeah, so. Yeah, the Q, uh, the Eddie Cohen Q, which is is making a new Q again for me with the Superman logo. I'm excited to wait on that. And of course, yeah, Bogies, they're the best. <laughs> and Havoc Production, Chad. Chad. Chad is great. And I've enjoyed working with him. You know, when I commentated your match against Sky, I remember preparing for that match for like a couple of weeks with Chad and he's all over the place and he just, he's just all about action and doing stuff, you know, yeah. and for him to pull off what he did, have a table brought into South Dakota. And then yeah. that he said, these guys don't know it yet, but they're going to jump in my truck and we're going to drive across the state to Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes. So oh. scary. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> Snows, but he's really a good. He's not only a good sponsor; he's really a good friend. A good yeah. friend. So it's like two in one. Like like I have a sponsor and a good buddy, like a buddy. Yeah, it's cool. So I have to ask. Kelly's got the super Supergirl Superman shirt on. How did the name Superman, the nickname, come? Oh yeah, you got yours too. How did that name come to be? Where did it come from? Uh, they used to call me when I was uh, when I start like like because they know I I was a report uh, a reporter in a local in a yeah local TV right in yeah yeah I heard about then, that then 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 they called me a reporter then suddenly uh, I love to wear this uh, Superman shirt and everybody started to call me Superman hey Superman hey Superman and it's all uh, start all. Everything start on that when Ephraim start calling me Superman, and they start calling me Superman. Yeah, it came from Ephraim. Ephraim started it, which is really perfect. Oh, my hero called me Superman. There you go. That's my name. <laughs> how how close are you with Ephraim? Do you like? Oh, we're really clo close. Everybody like like um, uh, 
all the pool players, like we're all together, like, like we're all friends. And me and Efren and Django, uh, Francisco, Alex, especially when we go outside the country, we're always together. Like we're always together. Like Efren, of course, he's my, he's my hero. He's my, until now, he's still my hero. Everything I take care of him when, when we're together, I carry his cue. I know his coffee, what uh, what he wants on his coffee. I know everything. Yeah, that's how we treat Efren. All the Filipino players, we treat Efren like he's the boss or something like that. Because respect, and that's yeah, great. Respect. You know, for what I mean, I guess he's the male equivalent to like Jeanette Lee. You know, for for yeah. what he's meant to the game. And, you know, someone, I can't remember who, but one of the guests that I had on here, uh, we were talking about the Filipinos and the Americans and what the difference was, you know, why the Filipinos, like I, I shared the story many times. I was playing Andam. Uh, I think he's passed away now, uh, but he came through the DC area and I was actually beating him in a tournament. He came back and beat me Hill Hill, but he had the most beautiful stroke where he worked the cue ball three and four rails, half the speed that I would, you know, just the way he addressed the ball and it was beautiful. And so I was talking to this guest about the Filipino players and he said, you know, one disadvantage that the players in the United States have compared to the Filipinos is that the Filipinos help each other. They talk about the game, they share knowledge, they share information. And yeah. the Americans don't always do that. Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah. Yes, that's really true. That's that's really the biggest thing that the di difference between Filipino and uh, America, which is we applied it uh, uh, from Efren. Efren is a very nice guy. Whoever you are, if you will come to talk to him and ask him to to teach up uh, to say uh, to to ask anything about who he will he will tell you. And which is, we learn a lot from Efren, not just by him teaching us and by, by watching him playing and everything, everything you're confused or you want to, uh, you, you want to ask a question about pool, everything you ask to Efren, he will answer it back. And the, 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 different, uh, the, the other thing is like, all the pool players in Philippines, which is all the pool players, if they want to be a pool player, they will, they need to stay in Manila. So all from other cities, they will go to Manila to continue their career. And every time, every night, we're always together in one, in one pool hall, talking, having fun, playing pool. So so we share, we share all our ideas. We see every night that, that it's so easy for us to learn, to learn uh, playing pool because we see it every night. We play against them. We watch, uh, we, we talk, we, we, we teach each other or something like that, which is way different. In America, oh, I work for this, it's mine. And, oh, you are uh, great players at different stakes. It's like they're not always together and they don't share anything. They're, they want to be the best, blah, 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 blah. But 
it's kind of that's the big difference between but they learn a lot from a filipino when 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 the filipino came here most of the new players now they 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 learn a lot even the strokes even the even the you know some that's what i believe and most of them went to philippines to learn more yeah and i'm curious kelly to get your take on this because i know you've spent a lot of time around american pool players and now you've probably you know with Roberto spent a lot of time around the Filipinos. Do you notice that difference? Oh yes. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the way that they, they're like family, you know, the Filipinos, they're, they're like family. They take care of each other. They, they do everything together. They, it's, even if they don't, the quick little story, yeah. <laughs> this quick little story, we were somewhere, I think we were at, some casino or something and the dealer I had walked up and the dealer the dealer had uh was inviting us over for dinner and he was talking to Roberto and I said who who is he because I, I didn't realize I we knew him and Roberto goes oh no he's just a, a Filipino another Filipino that's what we do he said he's he's inviting us over because he's he's a Filipino he's I'm like, he's just inviting us over to, I think he had like, it was his daughter's birthday party. He was inviting us over yeah. to. Um, and I just thought that was, and, and I've, and that's not the first time I've seen that when I go around with him. Um, it, there will be times we're at a tournament and another Filipino will, they'll be talking for the first time. And then and the they will bring food the next day. The next day, a home cooked food, they will cook it for all the Filipino players yeah. who's playing on that tournament. It's really, it's always like that. It's really beautiful to see. I, it really touches me. I wish our culture was a little more like that. I always said if I went to another country and I ran into another American, would they, <laughs> would they yeah. run up to me and offer me food? Probably mm-hmm. not. So I, I just think that that's something special that they have. Yeah, I can totally relate to that with my wife being from Brazil, because when I went down there, it's the same way, you know, and even when she runs into people here, it's the same way, you know, they, she, somebody hears her speaking Portuguese, and they're like, Oh, where are you from? Sao Paulo, you know, and before you know it, it's like they're over the house, you know, and we're we're barbecuing. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't do that. You went to Brazil and ran into another American. They're just, you know, (laughs) yeah, like I have a guy who lives in my neighborhood in Arizona, that I went to high school with back in Maryland. And my wife's like, when are you going to have him over? I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> She's like, why not? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think of it. <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible yeah. person. <laughs> Hilarious. Are you, guys, are you guys married? No, no. So when, when? Do I hear wedding bells? What's... Uh, I don't That's know. the hard question. I'm waiting. She proposed. <laughs> It's got to be the other way around, Roberto. You know that. Oh, really? I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, a couple more questions. What is the craziest thing that you've ever seen around, like a pool room? Has there been any situations? I know you probably played hundreds of thousands of hours of pool. Is there anything that kind of stands out as like a crazy situation that happened? Uh, you know, I was in a pool room one time, a fight breaks out, pool balls start flying, you know, anything crazier, you know, I think the fans like to hear about stories that are just really interesting. Anything like that? 
not to me, but to the other players, Filipino players, there's a lot of stories that happen to them. But Maybe you can me, share one without names or something. I don't know. To me, that never happened. I'm sure there was the something. There's something. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, as soon as we get done with this podcast, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this is what I, you know. It, there's a lot of like, like, I don't know. To me, it's not that big deal. It's like, it's like, yeah, somebody get a fight in front of me or something. That's, but to me myself, it didn't didn't happen that, that much. Wait a minute. Oh, I remember when I was young. Okay, when I was young, <laughs> when I was young, I'm playing. I'm trying to hustle to get a uh, money for my for my project. So I'm trying to hustle this uh, this guy. I don't know. He's a uh, then suddenly we're playing and I'm beating him, making a little money, like little money. Then suddenly uh, the game is over and he lose. He wants to pay me a gun. Uh, he, he put the gun there. It's like, oh, um, yeah. A gun? <laughs> a gun. A gun. He put it on the table. I said, oh, you don't need to pay. You don't need to. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like scary. You're kidding. Was that in the Philippines or here? Yeah, that, that was in Philippines. Yeah. That, and, and I was still really, really young that time. And um and he put a gun. And then suddenly the, the owner came to me and says, Hey, uh, be careful. He's uh, uh he's the bodyguard of a of a big um big something like a big um mafia in uh, in this town so be careful i said oh, okay oh you don't need to pay and i left right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you kelly you have any of those crazy stories i don't have anything like that i mean i think the craziest thing i've seen at a tournament and i'll probably come up with other things later um but i think the craziest thing i've seen anybody do at a tournament and maybe this isn't that crazy to you guys, but I thought it was crazy. Um, a guy came in and he was, he apparently had a bunch of people put him in the tournament and they didn't know about each other. And then he just booked out the door. So everybody gave him the entry fee money to like stake him in the tournament. And then he, he just left. No way. <laughs> yes. You're when kidding. I was younger. Yes. When I was younger, I saw that happen and um, I'll never forget it. So I, you know, I'm sure there's been other things I just not coming to mind right now, but I, I specifically remember that story. <laughs> so Houston is a big one pocket city and, you know, you guys live there and Roberto, is that one of the reasons that you've become so accomplished at one pocket because of where you live or does the game intrigue you? Tell me why you've really escalated your one pocket game. Uh, I, I used to hate one pocket when I see one pocket when, when I first came here uh, I, I mean when I when I start uh, when I start uh, coming here often, uh, used to hate one pocket because it's I feel it's boring when I start uh, I said I need to learn this uh, this game because this is where the money is most uh, this is where the money is big tournaments and big money match. They, they, they all play one packet, so I need to, I need to learn this. Then I, uh, 
then I start learning here. Somebody is teaching me my like my uh, like um, my friends here teaching me. There's a lot, and, and, and I can easily pick up the game, pick pick up the, the the strategy of the game because I've been already, you know, the cubal control is there. It's all mental. It's all and which is I have that, so I can apply it in a. In but but he also has created creativity, which I think a lot of people yeah. he sees things that people don't see. They might say it's the wrong shot, but because he's so yeah. creative and because he has so much control, he can. Yeah, that, uh, I sometimes if I play a shot like like crazy that that I can see that that, that I can see that I don't know most of the uh, great one parkle players will not play that shot then after that i'm gonna ask them they said i'm not gonna play what you are playing but that's a good shot a right shot just because you can control the cubal so well that you know that you can put the cubal you where you want it to be something yeah. like that so there's no wrong shot and you're so creative like you can see a shot that that uh, uh, that nobody can see uh, like 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 even top players cannot see that you, you can see a shot like the end con can control it, which is instead of them they will do the other way like the simple way yeah and you can do it uh, the, the, the 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 hard way which is a good shot but it's risky you you used to do that it's like maybe oh. that's that all right. I, I have to tell you that uh, what you did at the Texas Open this year was pretty remarkable. You beat mm -hmm. Alex, you beat Tony, and then you beat Dennis to win the, that thing. The, I mean, it, and the it, it best was, player, the best player in the world, world in one pocket. That's that's. I think Alex. they were all like races to five too. Races and for five, you, yeah. yeah, and my Nick had part of you in the Calcutta, and so did Melina Mike had part of you in the Calcutta. And, you know, they're saying, hey, our horse is still in it. And well, who's he play next? Alex. And I was, you know, I walked away and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, then you beat Alex. You beat Alex. Well, who's he play next? Tony Johan. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> you beat Tony Johan. Well, who's he play next? Dennis. Well, uh -oh. you, beat, you beat Dennis in the finals. I mean, Kelly, were you sweating that action? <laughs> oh, I was working, but I was watching it. Yes, I was. I was when I when I could, when I was flying, when I wasn't in the air, I was tuning in. Um, it, it, the weekends for me are busy, so I can't always catch all of it anymore, which sometimes is okay because, again, my nervousness, you know. <laughs> yeah, Roberto, what what did that mean to you to beat that level of competition in a game? Oh, that's that, a yeah. Yeah, that's a very big. Uh, I'm so happy. I, I got the the trophy, right? Yeah. Do you want me to grab it? No, <laughs> it's there in in bogies. Oh, it's, it's here. Bogies. Yeah, it's in bogies. They oh, want. Uh, there. That's the. That's the um, derby. That's derby. And that's in big. Time. That's the big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a big. We should have had you sitting. I have a lot. I have a lot of. Um, trophies and i don't care about those trophies because i'm used to winning a lot of uh, tournaments so nine ball ten ball it's normal it's normal to me it's like uh i don't care but that trophy is very important to me because 
that is the one Paquet Trophy playing the best player. It's like, it's a big thing to me. It's like that trophy is really, you know, big deal to me because I was new in one packet. I learned for one year or two years, maybe less than two years. And I, and I win a big tournament and I'm beating uh, almost the whole, all the top players uh, in America, which is in America, uh, all the top players and beating them a big match. It's like, wow, in, in one year or two years and I'm beating all the, the top players. Wow, this- And you're this, still learning. Yeah, and I'm still learning, I'm still like- If there were only one more tournament that you win the rest of your life, which tournament would it be? Of course, the World Pool, the World Pool Championship. That's the, the biggest. Nine ball? Nine ball. Yeah, that's the biggest World Pool Championship. That's what I want to have, which is almost. Yeah. Well, Kelly, I, you know, I know pool players never stay retired for long. So I'm going to ask you the same question. What's, what's a title that you'd like to win that you haven't won? WPBA title. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much. This has been great. I think the fans are going to love it. And I really appreciate it. It's my first interview with a couple and you guys are just so fun. I could see why you're together. You're just super cool. And so I want to give you a chance to kind of lead us out and, you know, say whatever you want to the audience out there. So go ahead, guys. Oh, right. Um, to the audience, to the fans or supporters, uh, thank you so much for supporting uh, the pool. Uh, without you guys, this uh, cannot do this without you guys. Uh, you guys help a lot. So keep supporting. Keep supporting pool. Pool is uh, great. Yep. Come on, Kelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to thank everybody um, for watching and supporting. Same thing. Thank. Um, I really want to take a moment to thank uh, Bogies and Havoc. And uh, one, I didn't mention my sponsors. I just wanted to throw out there. Um, Team Straight Pool Eye has been doing a lot for women's pool, and he's coming up with a pretty big event coming soon, like an all-around for women with one pocket. And so I wanted to say thank you to Eric Nelson for getting that together and um but bogeys havoc you guys are amazing bogeys, fans the best everything. my family our family bogeys <laughs> yes. and havoc production yeah and thank you <laughs> thank you Joey for this um this fun set of questions we've enjoyed it <laughs>